All right, guys, this is the Entrepreneur's Journal podcast. Welcome. This is going to be fun. Cheers. 25. Okay, let me start with where we're at and then move into the takeaways from the day. The different things that I I think I improved um, or at least I'm looking, aiming to improve a skill in a strategic way and that skill is ideation um, and pivoting. So that's kind of been the the focus for the past little bit here because our idea is not quite right. There's no way of getting around that. Um, so here's where we're at. The idea with Orientado and the I-10 number, or the I-10, um, has come to somewhat of a, a halt in terms of like traction or not. We never had any sort of traction, but in terms of like the ability to start because um, the, the method of, or the, the compelling story to get an I-10 is because it helps you work. And that is actually in and of itself illegal to work using an I-10 in America as a undocumented immigrant. So to become a scaled, a scalable or to scale as a, as a tech company that offers this as a service with the intent or the marketing message being that we help you get an item so that you can work or we provide work in any way is kind of impossible. Like we will be, there will be legal ramifications in the end. Like you can't, you can build a side hustle, but you can't build an enterprise with that type of uh, legal hurdle to begin with. And so with the inability to advertise directly work as the benefit of the I-10, we don't have any strategic advantage or any competitive advantage over the other companies that are offering the I-10 process, like offering um, I-10, obtaining I-10 services, like uh, the easy, easy form fill services. So, and, and just offering an I-10 and competing with those guys in such a tiny market is un, like unreasonable. Like that would be ridiculous to, to spend so much time doing that. Um, we, the, the market is four, four million people are using I-10 every year. And so some subset of that four million are going to be applying or like a new subset of, are going to be added to that. A percentage of that four million can be added every year to the list of people who have an I-10 and we could try and like, that's just the market. It's not very big to begin with. So we're not going to compete unless we have some strategic or marketing advantage, such as we offer you work that looked like for a little bit, um, a marketplace, but you know, so that, that was kind of a tough spot. Like it's illegal. And we kind of came to that conclusion today. So we started looking around, we looked around at the other uh, ideas that came up during the, um, the Silicon Slope Summit, such as onboarding of foreign nationals. There is a company called Deal that does that currently, and they were backed by Y Combinator. They're now a $12 billion business, and they do it really well. To establish, and to do that, they built the infrastructure of establishing, establishing, establishing foreign entities in the countries that they um, partner, or they're in the countries that they offer as um, they can, they can hire people in those countries and they do all the compliance work and they <laughs> were, you know, t- 
tons and tons of infrastructure went into that. So directly competing with deals, unreasonable as well. We are entertaining the idea of doing something like that, but targeting a very specific audience, kind of like, um, there's this, there's this, that's kind of one strategy we've been working on. We've been looking at in terms of ideation where there are companies that did one thing, they had the idea and then another company came in with a more specific audience and the company that came with a more specific audience destroyed the company came in first because it's easier to market and work and, and tailor a solution to a specific audience. Um, so that's where we're looking at maybe with doing that type of thing with deal. if we can find some sort of niche or subset audience to work with that their, their, uh, needs are unmet and we could potentially compete there. But the problems with that are, um, just that it takes too long to get into the market, like to build the foreign entities and, and all, all sorts of stuff like that. So that, that idea is tough. I, I'm not really sold on that idea whatsoever. Um, the other thing we were going to do was just helping, uh, some form of the, pro- some part of the process of, um, I don't know, onboarding a foreign national. Anyways, those are the ideas in the immigration space that we're still working with. Like the only take on the ITIN number currently is that potentially we could market instead of the, instead of it being like, we help you work, we help you get a green card, which is another thing that people want. Still a vegetable in terms of, um, painkiller or vegetable, like whether or not it's a significant enough pain. Um, still somewhat of a vegetable because even though people work towards it, the other thing is like, could we even potentially like build out the suite of the the automated solution to help obtain an I-10 and does the market being that they currently look to attorneys for this type of solution, is the market even mature enough to, um, uh, utilize any salute, any tech or automated solution. So that's where we're at. That was like halfway through the day, maybe one o'clock we were having that conversation and and then it kind of flipped to dang dude, like what we've been working on, the intricacies of this problem we have just might have uh, figured out and we are realizing that it might not have legs at all. And so um, we we started posing new ideas, new potentials, problems to look into. Um, in other words, we kind of said, okay, I'm, I'm, we are all in a state in which we can go back to opening up ideas in different, um, verticals or markets. Like no longer are we focused primarily on immigration or anything related to that, that to market, like we, we can open it up. And so that's, basically going back to the drawing board in in some way. So that brings me to the second point of this podcast, which is to say there are ways of strategically going about finding an idea. And right now it's crunch time because we are a month in to sandbox and restarting basically from scratch. Um, that's a tough, that's a, that's a hard decision to make. It's better that we make it now. Like that's what that's what they talk about. Like we have our team. I, I think that our team is phenomenal. So I'll, I'll stick with that. Like founders are great. Like maybe we can find a way to tailor or to find a problem area that is, we are suitable to handle, even though with our limited experience being that we were all young, like maybe we can find that, but this is tough. We went back and posed the idea of the pizza portal or the, that's what we call it, but it's really just the 
tracking um, the case, tr- tracking cases or the service, the dashboard that helps people track their case with USCIS and, and the attorney. Okay. How do I pitch this really well? Another thing I'm working on, right? Um, a dashboard that increases transparency between an attorney and their client, specifically targeting immigration services. The process takes a while, right? So that was what we went back to. We, we proposed that idea and said, and, and I forgot about that idea completely at this point, but it was really just a question of like, why did we stop pursuing that in the first place? There was a few things. The, there are gatekeepers. They're like the receptionist and the paralegal who usually deal with clients tend to prevent us from speaking to the attorney and the attorney is the one with the pocketbook. In addition to that, the attorney does not feel the pain necessarily of the paralegal and the receptionist who were having this issue in that they spend most of their time updating clients on cases or a large portion of their time updating their clients on, on their case their cases or being called by their clients because they want an update. And that was tough because that makes the sales process much harder. And not to mention that I don't speak Spanish, which I have a, an aversion to. I would love to be a part of the sales process. I think it can be valuable there, but not being able to speak Spanish and not resonating with the paralegals who are answering calls from the, like, I just, that industry's tough. But that's where we stopped there. Um, we, we are still exploring that. We're still exploring. A new idea was proposed by Colton of microloans. Um, I, he was proposing that we do microloans for construction contractors being uh, because they oftentimes have a job uh, where they collect and acquire most of their materials up front. And that's a sketchy thing because they don't know they're paying out of pocket and they don't know when the job's going to be done. And that's like creates a, creates a cash crunch. Whereas we could provide credit cards or just some sort of loan, micro loan to these people during that early phase of the material collection process. And that actually is already being done by a, by a company that I, I had a, just recently learned about. I, you know, so maybe there's something around there, but we're, once again, we're trying to look at these, we're just deciding which space to go into because we know we can do a deep dive and maybe we'll find something there. Um, but now that, now that we're going back to the drawing board, we have over the course of a few weeks, uh, like we're, we're coming back at it a little bit stronger than we did the first time. In other words, I am at least because I, I have learned a few more things about how to, what we're looking for in terms of an idea. Um, and we've learned about what makes an idea, what makes an idea good versus that, or at least I have, maybe they already, maybe my teammates already knew that, but, um, the first is think big, build small. Um, that was in a presentation recently, but if you think big, you can like, if I don't let the big ideas be daunting to me or or like scare me away, then I might be able to build small, a small portion of the big idea. So like thinking what needs to be built in the world. And there was this idea of uh, like, my first thing came to my head was that like lots of America's obese. So I'm like to help something out with that. And what would be the small thing? And there's this app called, um, I've downloaded it called Noom and Noom is an app that helps people build better and healthier habits 
to lose weight. So, um, looked into that, but not, not really like that was just one, one example of build of dream bit or think big and build small, right? There's this other idea of play to your strengths. So we can, we outline our strengths and weakness, weaknesses. Um, Colton seems to like B2B. He seems to be in his element when he's speaking to business professionals. Whereas I think I can be charismatic to consumers and I have, and I think that I don't necessarily have the, the business lingo to be very successful in a, a B2B sales setting, but I think I can learn that. So like, Either way, we complement we complement each other there. I think a little bit, and anyways, we went through our strengths, and and that really just helps refine the type of idea that we're looking for, and at least helps me understand what type of thing Colton is, might be interested in. Um, and then, and Kinsey wasn't there for half the day, the second half of the day, so that's why I keep on bringing up just Colton, but. The most interesting one, though, was... Oh, man, I gotta remember what it was. What, what excites you? What, like, play to our... What excites us? Because that will give us the motivation to carry on. Um, and so with that, with, like, a fresh blank slate in terms of what ideas we're looking for, looking at things that excite us, that was a fun little exercise. Like, the things that we came up with, I wrote them down off to... I remember a few of them, but, like... I said crypto, that's generic and obvious, but we both we were both um, excited about sharing resources in one way or another. So there's this app called Ruck or this company called Ruck that recently started that helps, that basically just goes and gets materials for construction companies or uh, construction contractors. They just go and, and get the materials rather than having spending tons of time making trips to Home Depot for various things. They just do it on the fly. That's super simple. There's also like Airbnb, DoorDash, like the big ones, Uber, Uber, you know, all those things that have coming out are, have been coming out. That's the idea of resource sharing. Um, yeah, so things like that. And along those lines of resource sharing, I resurfaced the idea that Nate Garn had originally proposed to me and like, you know, the idea of it's kind of like you use your social network to help you with your errands. In other words, sometimes I'm at Chipotle and my social network might be able to get pinged and say, Hey, Jacob is at Chipotle. And then they can just say, Oh, I want this. And then I go get them this and they might pay me a dollar or two. And eventually like I might be able to get a free meal, a free Chipotle burrito because I, because of this app, like I just got everyone their Chipotle burrito and brought it back to work. And that's where, and then they all ate it at work. Um, there might be something there. It's a, that's more of like a social app. Um, but it's still resource sharing in the sense that you're sharing your location <laughs> in every sense with that person, with another, with your social network and, and you trust your social network. Um, and this is founded on, on the idea that DoorDash and Uber Eats companies, the companies that use those, like for instance, Wingstop, who my friend, who Nate Garn is the president of, hates that, hates what that does to their margins and their and their profits. And it's like, he said, it's not sustainable. So in five years, something will be done. And the question is whether or not we can build it. There's currently a competitor called Aaron that just got $106 million seed round, you know, $700,000 seed round, pre-seed, sorry. 
and they're doing pretty well. I saw them at the Silicon Slope Summit. There's probably other things like that, right? It's not that complicated of an idea, and that begs the question of why hasn't it been built yet? Maybe it's not, you can't execute on this. Maybe there's just like, of course, right now I'm describing a very big audience um, with this idea in particular. So, anyways, something to explore there. But going back to the summary of what I've learned today, or the takeaways from the day in terms of how to find ideas, it would be look at things that excite, look at things that are trending, look at things that we have strengths in. And those are all just personal founder related questions. And then um, there's also a couple of things that Colton pointed out. Like he likes to look at Y Combinator batches to see which companies are popping out of Y Combinator right now to see if we can do anything bigger, better, or faster. Um, that's a principle that can be applied as you're driving down the street and you see a billboard or you're scrolling through Instagram and you see a fit an ad, you just look at it and say, how could I do this bigger, better, faster? And that, that, uh, exercise is good both in terms of finding an idea and in term and in terms of, uh, refining or getting better at the, the craft of thinking of ways to make companies better, including your own. So that's where I'm at. We came the conclusion as we went home it's only 6 46 i just need to go work out i didn't work out this morning um and i yeah so i came to the conclusion that we'll look at the past two yc batches and pull the top 10 companies that we think we could potentially explore more um so far i think that there could be something with the social app i'm gonna have to just keep on asking around i'm gonna do that tonight but man it's it is tough to be back at this drawing board because it's like it's serious anxiety around like why how could our team i think our team is pretty stellar um how could our team be having so many issues like i want to be selling to customers i want to have different problems right now and the problem we're having is that our idea didn't take off and and maybe it was too intricate or maybe like i should cut some slack because it was intricate or because it was all these legal fine print like issues and, and our customers, potential customers, like we pivoted a lot already, but like our potential customers are harder to reach. Like, I don't know, but there's some serious anxiety. Now it's crunch time to go find an idea. Like I do, I no, I, I'm glad if this idea was never going to work that we found out now, but it's tough because everyone that we talk to says they love the idea of the space that we're in the space that we're working in. So, um, I guess time will tell whether or not we're making the right decision or if, if it works out in the end, but I got to figure it out pretty quick here. Um, and I can't leave it up to, to them. I guess I could, but that would be unwise. And I think that this is such a valuable exercise because I want to do this many more times. I don't like being in this phase now because I've already been working on it for so long, but a month is a small price to pay. If we are set back a month, but we find a great idea, that's phenomenal. And it keeps on being reiterated uh, in, in our sandbox classes and just everywhere that market wins, beats everything else. If you find the right market, customers pull you where you need to be. Uh, I'm sorry, the market pulls you. You can have a bad founding team, but if you have a good market, you, you win. You can have everything else bad, but a good market, you can have to mess it up to, to, <laughs> to miss the mark. And uh, I guess we're still looking for that market. Uh, finding market fit is a seriously difficult task. 
um, there's a YC YouTube video I watched recently about it. It's like, it's not like it's a, it's, it's not like it's a subjective thing. It's a real tangible thing. Market fit is like, these things are happening. Like you are making money. The problem is that there's too much money is flowing in. You cannot keep up with demand. Like this is market fit. And man, it would be cool if we found it in sandbox. So I guess best of luck to this opportunity to go find a new idea that is far better than the one that we currently have. I can see it that way. I can see it as an opportunity and that's the way I'll choose to see it for now. So cheers. <laughs>